0: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the 414 Deli. It's your boy Cisco as always with your boy Ryan. What it do on a Wednesday? What's going on man? Not much.
1: Yeah another day Bucks getting that schwacking. Man. They're just super inconsistent right now but we'll get it we'll get there.
0: Yeah I know I feel like it's it's silly to get so frustrated you know what I mean like after uh three or four games out of an 82 game season but I think when you make those that move, you know what I mean. You're expecting, like, man, I want to see this, this fucking all-star game every game. You know what I mean? But everybody's hey, well, got their days. to end. Here's the
1: thing: we've game. seen this. We've seen somewhat of what the ceiling is going to look like, and it looks nice. So now it's just about putting it together consistently, right?
0: Yeah, Middleton's uh, having a good game so far. I feel like that's. I love Mitty. When, when you waste the Middleton game, that's but, true. But that's but not that's what we are about today. Hey, that's not <laughs> what we
1: here for, right? That is not what we are here for. And for the people out there, I apologize if you listen listening. I meant to put a post up, you know, asking for questions. I screwed that one up. Um, this was kind of a late, sort of well, a late thing. But
0: we we didn't do. I mean, I think we like to do that for the manager special.
1: I think we should do it. I mean, you t- I if you're listening to this, tell us if you like and, it. If this you don't, it
0: could have been something.
1: but I do gotta give a shout out to the people, the new listeners, man. we get we in there, man. we we got sixteen plays in the last week. I know that's not a lot if you listening, but like we went from like three in a month to forty three the last month. So if you knew and you've been listening, we appreciate you. um, we're trying to bring out some more rounded content, not just talk about you know Wisconsin sports. So today we got a little something for you. We're gonna talk about the NFL in general, trade deadline, trade deadline, not trade deadline,
0: not anything like the NBA trade trade deadline.
1: But NFL trade deadline is pretty whack. But we had nine trades.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Um, you know, got some some bigger moves, right? There, there wasn't. uh, I mean, there wasn't like blockbuster move, I guess, but there was some nice. Some nice additions out there, including our own Green Bay Packers making a move.
1: Yeah, so we're going to talk about them individually pretty quickly. We're going to say, you know, what who we think made the best trade, who made the best out of the nine. And then we're going to kind of delve into the Packer one a little bit, because obviously we're both Wisconsin fans, Green Bay Packer fans. So we are going to talk about that a little bit, what it means for the Packers. Um, but really, let's get into it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So... Uh... I know the trade deadline passed yesterday at, what, like 3 p.m. Um, Central time. Um, but there was a couple trades that happened a few days before that, uh, so we'll talk about that real quick first. Uh, the first one, uh, Philadelphia Eagles trading for safety Kevin Bayard from uh, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I thought that that was a pretty big move date. The Eagles sent their safety Terrell Edmonds uh, in a fifth and sixth round pick um, for the all pro safety. So I think that. What did you think about that move?
1: I mean, once again, Howie Roseman, the general manager of the Eagles, fleeces the shit out of somebody because he didn't give up nothing for this dude. Let me tell you, he has yet to have a pick this season. I got it. That's fine. But he has 27 interceptions and 59 pass breakups in the last five years. Like, yeah. the dude is a good safety, he's a vet. He still has it, and you're, you're sending a safety that really couldn't play coverage in Terrell Edmonds. Like, you sent a, a box safety, if you will. Yeah. And for the Eagles, pick, I mean. yeah, those things are fucking worthless. Yeah. Like, you can package them together and maybe get a fourth, but at the end of the day, they're in a win now, yeah. right? This is a move to bolster a defense that has the 18th-ranked pass defense
0: to win now. I mean, this is this is a move that championship teams make, right? We saw the year that the Rams traded for Von Miller. Um, I feel like that's that caliber of move, right? You Again, you hit the nail on the head. You're trying to win now. The Eagles aren't thinking about, you know, if they're going to be winning in four or five years. They got the team now. They, you know, obviously their offense is clicking. You know, their defense is, is what's kind of been suspect for them a little bit. Um, I feel like they've been giving up some points and, and big plays and letting teams kind of hang around uh, that shouldn't be hanging around. I mean, they almost lost to Washington. And I'm not saying that Washington's a horrible team, but they're not the best team. Uh, you know what I mean. So I think that that move gives them that caliber, that von Miller type caliber change on their defense. Uh, granted, yes, the positions are way different, but the impact on the team, and again, to, to you know, co-sign what you said, something that all teams should be paying attention to is how Roseman is making these moves and how he's building these teams. And I would like our team to take note of this shit, right? Granted, we're not in a win now uh, situation, but I mean, you would argue last year, the year before that, we, at at two, three, the last three years outside of this year, we were right.
1: Here's what he's doing. And we're not going to go through all his trades, but he's increasing or improving spots on his roster that aren't playing up to par right so he's trading a box safety for a defense a run defense that doesn't need a terrell edmonds right terrell edmonds isn't a bad player he just isn't a cover safety for an 18 so 18th you're the bottom half pass defense and you trade for the number like one of the best cover safeties in the nfl two-time all pro like you're gambling the future to win now yeah. And, and that's yeah. what and, you want every team to do that is in a possible Super Bowl scenario. And that goes to they have the second best wide receiver in the NFL this year going off of statistics with A.J. Green. Uh, yep. Shit. AJ, um, Brown. A.J. Brown. And they traded him for nothing. They got him for nothing. And we're not here to talk about the Eagles and Harry uh, Roseman. But at the same time, like no one I mean. An Eagles fan didn't expect this, right? Because it was like, oh, man, we've already traded multiple draft picks for multiple people, yeah. right? We, we brought in even the running back, right, from the uh, – sending DeAndre Swift.
0: Yeah, DeAndre Swift, yeah. Well, they
1: got DeAndre Swift, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, from,
0: from, from, uh, the, from Lions,
1: the Lions. Yeah. But, again, this is a – I don't think it's a terrible move by the Titans because they, they're they increasing capital, right? yeah. Um, Which I is think they,
0: and they, and they got, they got somebody, it's not like they got a scrub in return. It's just, no, they, I think they doing... could
1: have gotten more. Right. And that's why I say the Eagles fleeced the Titans because of fitness and, and really a non-comparable safety for one of the best safeties in the NFL. Like you got to get a third or a fourth out of this. Don't you? Yeah. Like fuck yeah. the and, that, and I think.
0: I think that's been the knock too uh, on people that have been grading this trade, like the the sports analysts, um, is they're they're saying that they they sold low, you know what I mean? They they could have probably got more um, for him, but
1: so you know. Before we move to the next one, I got a question about this one. Yeah, why? We both agree that the Titans sold low, right? So why did yes. they do the trade so early? Why wouldn't they wait it out? Why not wait till? tuesday at two o'clock
0: so i guess i i don't know was there is there was there a contract situation you know what i mean did they not that i'm
1: seeing um, maybe they
0: wanted to move on from them um it could have been a situation where maybe they felt maybe they valued terrell edmonds more than than these analysts are valuing him okay more than the titans what we're saying yeah yeah the titans valued him maybe they saw him i mean i think he's younger right he's he's like uh, he's you know, young, four years younger or something like yeah. that. So um, I'll say that. And I think he's, Go ahead. I think uh, um, he's an expiring deal. He is. That's what it says here. So maybe they valued that cap, you know, that, and that is worth something, right? Creating, creating more cap space for you. If you put, tried to put that um, on a draft pick value, maybe they felt they, well, with that coming in, He'll be gone next year. We won't have to have that money on our books. Maybe that's worth something to them in terms of we got a fifth and a sixth round, but the cap space would maybe equate that to a fourth round or a third round for them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nope. I I see that for sure. I also maybe uh, I, I didn't think about this. You said it. Maybe they value Edmonds more than others. And they knew if they didn't jump on it, when they made the trade, they might not have gotten as good of a deal. And but here's the thing, Tennessee was trading Bayard. Like he refused yeah. to reduce his salary. They restructured his contract theoretically, even without like his involvement. And he was disgruntled. He didn't want to be there. They were going to move on from him. It's just how do we move on from him? And if teams know that they they're going to lowball you until you just are forced to make a decision. So maybe this was the best thing they were going to get and waiting might have reduced it. Cause it's like, bro, we know you want to get out of this fucking
0: contract.
1: So now yeah. we're not even offering
0: you a fifth. We're just offering you Edmonds Edmund, and a six. That's true. I mean, you, you, if you put, when you put it that way, that means that if you're the, the front office of the Titans, you're kind of in a jam. And if you say, Hey man, this might be the best deal we can get. And if we don't make this deal now, you know what I mean? This deal dwindles down, and possibly, maybe we don't even get to move them. And then you're waiting,
1: and then you're and stuck, and you get nothing.
0: The, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and so, and even you know what I mean? The financial implications of keeping a guy for a whole season, and then trying to trade him in the off season, you're still then old You're probably owed um, dead money. Then you know what I mean? Because for sure, you're tra- you're trading him not in the middle of the year, so now he becomes his finances become. The Eagles' problem. Yeah, uh, they get that expiring contract, so that you know what I mean. I could. See There's definite.
1: That more. Yeah, no, you're right. There's definite things that make this trade not. I'll say not terrible for the Titans, but at the end of the day, you traded an All-Pro safety for a fifth and a sixth-round pick, and a, and someone that may not even be on your roster in two years. But it yeah. is what it is. Like you said, that cap space is huge for 2024. You try. You wait yeah. till the end of the year. You may now be on the that's a great point. So yeah, jump into
0: another another year of, of, of contract you got so to care
1: So jump into the next one is one that I think we're going to have a different take on. Uh, Seahawks acquire defensive lineman Leonard Williams from the Giants. So Seahawks get Leonard Williams Giants get a 2024 20, second and a 2025 20, fifth. What'd you think about this one?
0: Uh, you know he, uh, another situation where he's set to be a free agent. Um, I think it was known that he most likely wasn't going to stay with the team. He wasn't going to re-sign. So, one, you get something for nothing in sense. In a sense where, I mean, a second-round pick next year, that's a decent pick. You know what I mean? For, for an expiring contract. I know the guy is a very, very talented guy. But you look at that team, you have Kavan Thibodeau, or Thibodeau, however you say his last name, right? So you're like, okay, this guy needs to, you know, possibly get more reps. I'm not sure if he starts or not. I'm not a Giants fan. I don't know. Um, but I, just possible ways of looking at this. Uh, the guy's not going to re-sign, so you get something for nothing. A second-round pick, that's a, that's a, to me, that's a pretty good pick. So, so who
1: do you, you think won this one out?
0: I think the Giants won this one by by not a wide margin, but maybe a slim margin. I so, give the Giants the win.
1: So that's where I think we disagree. I think the Giants won this by an extremely wide margin, and here's why: the Seahawks aren't good. Like, I'm just I'm just being honest. Like, they're not even the third best team. They're they're, they are the third best team in the NFC West, in my opinion, right? So, like, giving up a second round pick and the, the fifth is iffy, whatever. But the second round pick, I get it. They have an extra third this year because of the Denver Broncos Russell Wilson trade. But like, you're taking on a guy who may not supposedly he's going to sign with you. He's going to rework the contract and, and whatnot, but like defensive linemen usually aren't good well into their late 20s, 30s, right? It, it's pretty rare because their yeah. bodies just start to break down. So I personally think the giants really made out on this. Um, they weren't playing well with Daniel Jones being down and Saquon just not really playing like Saquon and, just overall their defense not playing as well as they did last year. And they kind of were a flash in the pan last year, recouping this second round pick and really possibly packaging something together. This is huge, man. Like, I just think this is a, this is a really big deal for the giants because I think it's going to be a (laughs) decently, it's going to be a top middle of the pack. Second round pick this year. Right. Wouldn't you say like Leonard Williams doesn't changed the Seahawks around.
0: I mean, this, in terms of when you're looking at records, I mean, um, the Seahawks might are close to the top on the NFC West. You know what I mean? So yeah, been I guess. Yeah, these, they've
1: they've lost three they've Lost
0: three three in a row. You know what I mean? So if you're looking at uh, I can see the second round pick seems high, but I think it's the desperation. Oh, innocent. sense, I am not even maybe not desperation, but you you want to keep you got to keep afloat with San Francisco, right? You're not really looking at the Rams. You're not looking at the Cardinals. Uh, and who knows, maybe Kyler Murray starts playing, maybe they play better. I don't know. But you're you're if you're Yeah, I guess Seahawks, they are the second
1: best team. I I, I yeah, forgot the if, Rams are dog shit, but they'll probably beat yeah, us Sunday. If,
0: if you're the Seahawks, you're this is a straight competition with San Francisco. So you're trying to keep up with yeah. them. And you know what I mean? Your offense, you got DK, you got uh, Lockett, you got um JSN um uh, Gino Smith is playing well again you know what I mean Kenneth Walker so your your offense is pretty solid and again competing with San Francisco is on the defensive side so I think that this move was mostly made to try to keep to keep up with with their with the the contending team in their division
1: yeah I guess the more you say it like you got to beat the the Forty Niners, in order to compete, even to, to really compete in the playoffs, and this is going to show up their run defense. And and yeah. let's be honest, like
0: yeah, and and if he does, if he ends up, you know, playing well and stick and in, in re-signs with them, ah, then it's worth it for them. You know what I mean? Then
1: yeah, this ain't, this isn't you know, as bad. A
0: gamble, but these yep. are, these are the moves that contending teams make to try to, you know what I mean? Because some of the if these hit, when you again to to bring up Devon Miller, that was a hit. Yeah. I, I'll say
1: this, this one has more bust to it or uh oh for like sure a-
0: cuz he Leonard Williams is a very talented player. He hasn't shown what he sh- what he had before with the Giants that he had with uh, I believe he's with the Jets. Um but you know what I mean? I, I think that it changes change of scenery helps guys, you know, going to a different or maybe a more competitive team. I think the Giants just kind of lack you know what I mean? They just lack that, like, Om. yeah. You know but what I'll, I mean? Like, they yep. just, they just, I still think the Giants won
1: it, but I think it's slimmer than I initially was kind of saying. So, yeah, you want to take us to the next one, which I don't think we need to spend a lot of time with. I never heard no. of this dude, but
0: yeah. Oh, I've heard his name, but um, let's just, I'll put it up. The Eagles traded uh, Cantavius Street, a uh, defense alignment to the Falcons. Um, well, the Falcons get Street and a seven twenty twenty five seventh round pick, and then the Eagles received a 6th round pick. I don't know. I think this is just the, they have a lot of they have a a lot of defensive line guys, um, you know, able to give give a guy up. And and Atlanta just had a guy go down.
1: Yeah, um, this this is a non factor to me. I think the biggest thing I see from this is you said. Eagles don't need defensive linemen. He played – he was playing 17% of the snaps, which is nothing, right? Yeah. One out of every five snaps. And they recoup one of those six-round – really, a six-round pick that they gave up for Kevin Bayard, right? So, like –
0: Fifth, yeah, there was a fifth.
1: Well, they gave us fifth and a sixth.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're so right. they
1: got the sixth back. They gave up a seventh, which to us, I mean, to I mean, to most this people, will is. The sixth
0: will be better than, their, the sixth sixth be better than
1: their sixth. But at the end of the day, it's a position that they were heavy on and they didn't need. So, like, yeah. And, and me, Atlanta this, did because great. And Atlanta did. His ACL. Yep. And he's like, to me, he
0: was, you know, one of their best defensive tackles. So, again, I don't know much about Contavia Street.
1: uh, But if he plays well for the Falcons, this is a great trade for the Falcons. Even if he doesn't play well, they didn't give up much, right? They gave up a six-round pick. So at the end of the day, like, this is a wash for me. Yeah, I don't think it's a terrible trade, but you got to stay competitive, and when you lose your top defensive lineman, you got to go do something.
0: Yeah, yeah, this was just kind of one of those things they had to do.
1: So Um, the commanders, this one was big for the NFC North. Commanders deal defensive end Montez Sweat to the Bears. So the Bears get Montez Sweat, and they only give up a, Well, no, they give up, but I thought this was less. 2024 second-round pick.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, What'd you think? Okay. This screams Chase Claypool to me. Now, I think Montez Sweat is a a more established, better player at his position than Chase Claypool was. But I don't – I mean – to me, it's either, is this a hope that you're going to have some kind of Khalil Mack? Um, and, you know, obviously Khalil Mack was a monster when they traded for him, but um, is this what they're looking for? I kind of don't understand it, and it's not because it's the Bears. Um, I just, I don't know. My my cousin, uh, he's a Bears fan, and um, he was chatting with me about it, you know, and he didn't seem too happy about it either, but... I mean not too many people are happy with that organization anyway that are fans of that organization but I don't know I don't and and the it's crazy cuz the grade they give the bears the 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 A grade and they give Washington the C minus grade and I don't Yeah, I don't agree that with that. Difference.
1: I don't either. And here's what I'm going to say like I think the fact here's what if if And we're gonna get to it here in a minute, but if Chase Young goes for a third rounder, who the fuck is giving up a second for Montez Sweat? Like, I'm sorry, Montez Sweat is not as good as Chase Young. It's I don't think it's even
0: No, but Chase Chase Young is on an expiring contract. He's gonna be he becomes a free agent after this year.
1: Well I thought I thought Sweat did too. Yeah.
0: Does he? I think so
1: assuming oh, yeah, the bears yeah, plan yeah. to keep uh-huh. sweat beyond this he's going to be a building block and they have a ton of cap space but if you're going to oh. give up a second why the fuck wouldn't you go after chase young that that's the only thing like
0: that's and okay that makes sense because that's what my cousin said he said why why wouldn't you go for chase
1: so i don't understand the the, the sweat versus young so this this isn't an a for me for the bears because if you're going to if if the and we're going to talk about it further because that's probably the trade we'll talk about almost the most but if the 49ers only gave up a third for Chase Young. What are you doing, giving up a second for their second best rushing rusher? Yeah. Like, it well, just he's doesn't... A,
0: he's he's had six and a half sacks this year, nineteen pressures. Okay, um, so he's, a, he's got me, ten tackles for loss, and he's on he's on pace to set uh, career highs in all those categories. So
1: okay, so that's maybe where he's at. Like, it doesn't mean he's going to come to the Bears and play that way. It's just the thing is the, the, this is the potential. Okay. I just don't see the potential in Montez Sweat that I see in Chase Young.
0: Yeah, and I know maybe you know I mean obviously Chase Young you have injury concerns because he has been injured a lot. I think the the, the thing that is mind boggling to me is I don't think the I don't if I'm a Bears fan, player, front office person, I don't think we're making the playoffs. So this is more of a move you make when you're a a, a, a Seahawks. Or you know what I mean? Um, the Eagles or the Cowboys or Miami or Kansas City, like these. You you make this move for for this guy because one, you already have established players, and you're just looking to set yourself on the top, right? Like
1: yeah, the the problem with this trade is he immediately becomes their best player, and that's not what you. To me, that's not what you bring in on a trade, right? Like you need to bring someone like this into an already established defense. Yeah, so now, I
0: just think the second-round pick, that's kind of – It's too I much. Got, I mean, you got shit to play with after that trade. Maybe that's how they looked at it. It could be a gamble. Maybe he re-signs, and then he – you know what I mean? Kind of gives them – even if he gives them kind of a Preston Smith couple years, like, you know what I mean, for us, maybe it's worth it. I do not I just don't see – I don't see why. I don't see – I feel like that's – when you trade a second-round pick for this guy, it's urgency, and that urgency usually is urgency to win – but you're not going to win. You're not going to make the playoffs. So.
1: But here's the thing: when you're forced into making a decision due to urgency, they are usually bad decisions. So but I this, put this, this shouldn't back.
0: Even be an urgency, like. It, but it
1: is. That's the thing. Doesn't it seem like it?
0: I know, but it shouldn't. I'm like
1: it should. No, sense. you're right. It shouldn't. But that's what it feels like, which makes it seem like it was more of an emotional decision. Like we got to go out and get a. Uh, we have to make a hit trade, but you didn't. Like. Stack the pick. Stack your roster. If you really do believe in Justin Fields, go get him someone to put across from DJ Moore. Find you an actual I, running – like, I just – I don't
0: – And I get it. This part I get. They have the low, the fewest sacks on the season so far, the third fewest pressures in the whole league so far this year. I get it. You don't have – So just go road. down
1: as the worst you, team in the league. Yeah, like,
0: because you're not making the playoffs. So, like, that like second-round pick could end up being – a pass rusher that develops in a year or two, when you're actually potentially could be competitive.
1: Yeah, we've spent too long talking yeah. about the Bears. This is this I, is a bad move to me. This is a I bad think it's move. A great
0: move for Washington.
1: I think it's a yeah. Like why wouldn't the dude wasn't going to sign with you? You just signed your defensive tackle to a massive deal.
0: Yeah, you weren't. I, I think that's the thing. Deron Payne got a huge contract, and now they're going to look to build around him. So it doesn't make sense to keep. Uh, a Montez Sweat, you know what I mean? Chase Young's probably going to command a lot of money just because of, you know, his name. I I don't necessarily think he has all the accolades to go behind it, but unfortunately, he's going to be the guy that gets paid, so you're not going to be able to pay him, you know? Yeah, Yeah, I,
1: I just... I think it's a good trade for the Commanders. I think it's a decent trade for the Bears. Like they did get a good player, but I think they gave. And if he
0: like, if he resigns and he ends up like then it, yeah, it's. Good,
1: I think it depends though, Cisco. If potential. he resigns, if he resigns for five years, a hundred million, I think it's a bad deal, because all you are is sinking money into a guy who really isn't that established, and that you know what I mean. Like he's going to demand a pretty big contract. So I think yeah. no matter what they do here, they're going to take an L. It's You know, like, why wouldn't you then hold on to fucking Von Miller? Or not Von Miller, you said it before, uh, Cleo Mack. Like, because he wanted a big contract. Well, you already gave it to him. And then you traded the contract away. So now what you did is two years later, you upgraded to a Montez Sweat. So that's a downgrade. I I was being facetious. That is not an upgrade. But let's jump to the next one. We saw this coming, right? It was coming from somewhere. Yeah. Vikings acquired quarterback Josh Dobbs from the Cardinals. They gave up. Well, they gave. Uh, they got Josh Dobbs in a seventh rounder for a sixth rounder. This is. I don't. I don't think either team won here, honestly. That what it comes down to is the Vikings just needed a quarterback because they couldn't continue with just two, or maybe one. I don't know. They lost good enough. Well, yeah,
0: they ha- they have a uh, rookie. Uh, I think his name is Jaron Hall.
1: And then they have Nick him Mullens, but that, Nick Mullins oh. is
0: still on IR I think or he's going to be coming uh, off IR.
1: Yeah, so you couldn't go into with one, right?
0: Yeah.
1: They gave up a sixth. I don't think that's big. They got a seventh back, but they got Josh Dobbs to get him through the rest of this year. I think Dobbs is in a contract year, so ideally this is this is a 10 game uh
0: the, yeah, a rental. This is a 10 game <laughs>
1: rental to just get them through the season.
0: Well, and he's not starting this game this week. They already
1: said. Which he shouldn't, right? Like, he doesn't yeah. know the offense. But yeah. uh, again, this is a, this is just, this is kind of a. The I Vikings had to that, do what they had to do.
0: Yeah. The, I have an issue with this trade, and it's not, it's because of who they went for. Because I thought, honestly, I thought if they really, if I'm the Vikings, I'm thinking maybe we can make the playoffs, right? If we get the right guy, we have the offense. The defense has been looking better. The but who's the right weeks.
1: guy out there? Tannehill?
0: I, no. You know what? You know who I thought they should have went for? Jameis Winston.
1: That's not a bad one. I also think Tannehill wouldn't have been bad in Minnesota.
0: Because yeah, Tannehill I mean, lost his hurt, starting so job. I don't know oh, is he, he? is he? Yeah, he was hurt. He's hurt now. I don't know if he's healthy yet. They already said Will Levis is going to start again, which they should because he had an amazing game. He'll, um, he'll,
1: he'll, he'll come back to earth with that, though.
0: Yeah, but I thought – Winston was a guy, and I thought maybe Menchu. Maybe you could have went for Menchu, right? As Menchu's
1: been. Oh yeah, but richardson has been out for a while, so. Well, he's know, on Colts, IR, so I yeah, think and the Colts gotta, you're not going to trade. I think he's yeah, got so another week I mean, or two make, weeks, you make but an
0: effort. If you make the right move, the right here's deal. the
1: thing: Josh Dobbs isn't the guy, and and here's another thing that I think cements your thought process is like, Cook Cousins is a free agent after this year. You're probably yeah. not going to sign a 35 plus year old quarterback coming off of Achilles, unless and then you traded. Rodgers. for – Unless your name is Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> but and then but then you like why did you acquire somebody that is literally a 10 game rental? Like it and
0: doesn't you didn't give up much.
1: No, but 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 to to kind of go off of what you said, why not go get a Jameis who can who he can start in this league? Like he's shown he can win.
0: Yeah. It, yeah, it's, a, it's pretty interesting, but...
1: It's interesting. Um, Again,
0: always a non-factor, I, though. Yeah, I thought I thought Winston would have been the guy to go for because he's not the greatest, but he can sling the ball. You gotta you, do you give him Addison, Osborne, uh, Hawkinson, if Justin Jefferson comes back. You know what I mean? I, even a guy like Winston can get the ball to these guys, you know? But I don't know. So uh they're involved in this next trade. We don't have to spend a whole lot of time on this one.
1: No, I have Jay, my quick comments, but go ahead.
0: Oh, okay, the the Jaguars uh received guard Ezra Cleveland from uh, the Vikings uh for a six-round pick at, uh, next year, a six-round pick. Uh, this goes, the only thing I go found ahead. interesting oh, – I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. The, the thing I found interesting is this is their starting left guard.
1: Yeah, and you just lost your quarterback, so that's kind of weird. But here's
0: and the you're thing. You're only getting a six-round pick. I'm not saying he's great <coughs> as a starter. but He's given up he one sack this start. year.
1: He's got a solid grade from Pro Football Focus with a seventy three point eight. Here's the thing: this is a huge trade for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're six and two. Well, he's replacing somebody that has a forty six point five grade, right? Like
0: so, that's almost doubling your. (laughs) And you didn't give up shit. You gave up fuck all. Yeah, like he's also going to be a free agent, but. Still, six I, it round, doesn't matter. Six round pick this is a, another uh, starter. This is like the starter. Eagles.
1: This is like the Eagles. You you you're swinging for the fences because, you know, you have a competitive team this year.
0: Yeah.
1: If this would have been a fifth round pick, I'd still say this is a win for the Jaguars. <laughs> like you got to go all in when you have the right pieces there.
0: Yeah, this could he's also be... recovering from a foot injury. Eh, he's so. a god.
1: He'll fucking be fine.
0: They oh, barely. I'm just thinking that's probably why the price was so low.
1: Yeah, that's true. All right, jump into the next one. We kind of talked about it. I know we have quite a bit to say on this one we talked about. This is the only trade other than the Packers one that we actually talked about in the group chat a little bit. But San Francisco receives Chase Young, and they give up a, th- a third-round pick. I I think this one's a joke.
0: It says it's a conditional pick, too. So I didn't, that means it could be a compensatory pick.
1: I thought the conditional means if he plays X, Y, Z, then it can jump to, like, a second but I could be wrong. Well. Well, this is
0: what Jay, according to Jay Glazer, yeah, um, they they acquired Chase Young in exchange for a twenty twenty four conditional third round pick, and then Albert Breer uh, from Sports Illustrated says that third round pick is a compensatory pick. So, I mean, that's basically then like an early fourth round pick, right? Like, the, <laughs> I mean, however you want to value that.
1: Yeah. So here's the thing, it... Washington. What are you doing? Like, put him out there for a second round or a, high, a low first and then make them talk you down to a second or something, right? Like, this guy was the number two pick. Yeah. I just don't – again, if you're the 49ers, this is a no-fucking-brainer. An absolute no-brainer.
0: Yeah. Again, it's a rental, but what you're what you're doing – you're a, you're you're a championship caliber team making championship caliber moves again. I'll compare it to the Von Miller thing because it was the same. To me, it was the same scenario. They got him, give up whatever they had to give up for him to win a Super Bowl, which they did, right? Yeah. And when you win a Super Bowl, you don't give a fuck because he I, obviously then he went to the Bills, but you know what I mean. It it, it is it is what it is. You you get this guy. To win now, so if you win now, no
1: it doesn't matter. matter.
0: Afterwards, doesn't fucking matter because you got him for a reason, and that was to win now.
1: Yep. And I, I get
0: I, the the thing about the commanders. They're projected to have ninety one point five million dollars in cap space next year, which is the fourth highest across the league. They're probably looking, you know, like who's out there. I think obviously Chase Young being a number two pick, he's got the he's got all the potential in the world still. he but does. The injuries, yeah. the injuries are concerning, especially for a guy that plays that position.
1: Yeah, I'll say this though. He's been playing on a team across from Montez Sweat, who we've already talked about. He's now gonna play with uh, Joey Bosa. Or Nick Bosa, yeah. excuse me. So Nick Bosa it, it takes Eric
0: oh, Armstead.
1: It takes a lot Grant, off of a Grant, guy.
0: Gregory. Right? Yeah.
1: So, I think this is a great move, especially a compensatory third-round pick. Like, that's, to me that, you said, a, a, it's pretty much a fourth-rounder. <laughs> it is. Well, and,
0: and they're going to get three compensatory picks this year because they lost uh, McGlinchey, offensive lineman to Denver. They lost D'Amico Ryans, the coach to the Texans. And then, they lost another guy. I can't remember who the other guy. So, You you have three of them. Fucking why not? I would do this anyway. And I, from what I read, I don't know if this is true or not. If Chase Young signs somewhere else, they will receive a compensatory pick for that.
1: Yeah, that's the crazy part because like
0: if if that's true, that's fucking nuts. That's a no-brainer. Why every team should be looking at doing this.
1: This is this is, I think this is going to change the way compensatory picks go. This trade right here down the line because you gave something up but then you're going to literally recoup it if you don't decide to pay this dude the mass amount of money he's going to want and the next year you're just going to get the pick back so really all you're doing is a year delay on a fucking compensatory pick so to me the 49ers this again like you said every team should do this but this is kind of bullshit (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest. No, I like, do. I think
0: I think that it is it is bullshit.
1: You shouldn't be able to get a compensatory pick for somebody you trade for in the middle of the season. They shouldn't. If count. anything,
0: if anything, Washington should still get the compensatory pick if he signs somewhere else.
1: I just don't think it should be given out. It doesn't have yeah, to be given see, out. Yeah, so just don't that. give it out. That. Like I don't um, know why you should earn something for a contract that you theoretically didn't invest in. All you did was pay the guy for ten games. So now you get a, I don't, I don't, it doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, if that's the case, we should have traded Bakhtiari. We should have traded Jair Alexander. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, man,
0: you know, but like uh, uh, for the 49ers, I mean, I feel like it's like the rich get richer. Yeah. Obviously they're having issues right now on um, on offense. And the one move that I think they needed to make more than this move was in their secondary. Um, I did uh, my cousin, her, her, um, uh, her boyfriend is a 49ers fan and he posted this on Facebook. And I asked him, I said, Hey man, honest question. Like, is it worth, like, is it worth the, the third round pick and not addressing the, the bigger need at cornerback? And he said, absolutely. It's worth it. And I said, well, you know, if you get all if, if, if you get all the pressure in the world on the
1: quarterback, I was just going to cornerback. I was just going to say you could have the worst secondary in the world. But if you have pressure on the quarterback, that worst secondary in the world is all getting paid in two years. Yeah, because pass rush makes secondaries.
0: Yeah, it, this it, I, I just I think it's a scary move, man. And I, I, I and it's another comp, it's another competition move with Seattle. They saw Seattle make a move. And then they went and made a move, and their move is way better.
1: But also, you got to imagine this is a move to bring a little bit of fucking juice into the locker room, right? Three, you had a, you won five straight, you lose three straight. Yeah. We need to change something, right?
0: Yeah. So and you're the, bringing a guy. Their, their defense was giving up plays. I
1: mean, yep. they,
0: they didn't get not one sack against the Vikings, and the Vikings don't have that great of an offensive line.
1: Yeah. Did you I know agree. that
0: that game they they didn't get one sack on the Vikings?
1: No, I don't know if well we might have yeah, it don't matter. We're not talking about us. But jump oh, into Gary the did. next who do you Yeah, Gary did. Who do you uh who do you oh obviously you know I know who won that trade? It was the 49ers. That that's a no-brainer. Yeah. All right, so jump into another NFC North trade. Yeah, the NFC North was live. All four teams made All a trade. All four
0: teams made trades, yeah.
1: Uh Donovan Peoples Jones from the Browns to the Lions for a 2025 6th round pick. Uh okay this is a all right cool yeah i think
0: um well let's see marvin jones marvin jones uh senior stepped away from the team um and they end up cutting him he stepped away for family issues um so you're missing that guy there i think they thought that um what's his name james jameson williams Uh, i think they thought he would come along a little bit faster and and it doesn't seem like uh, he has, I mean, he was, he was, he's been injured. Obviously when they drafted him, he was coming off a huge injury. Well, then um, he
1: had a four game suspension.
0: suspension for the gambling.
1: He's ideally a rookie.
0: Yeah. Like. And he's not coming on along as fast as they, as they wanted people's Jones. He's a solid backup guy. Um, you know what I mean? He, he had like one decent season where he had 60 he caught 61 passes for 839 yards. Um, and three touchdowns, but I mean, you know, he's not. Um, you know, he saw a drop off in play with with the Browns. The Lions had a need for a backup receiver See, with Jones. I don't going. think they
1: did. That's
0: the thing. I didn't think they did. Well, I this, think, think about it from this perspective he's a veteran, right? Yeah, when people Jones veteran, you lose Marvin Jones <clears> veteran. <throat> he's looking to get a guy in there that that's solid, and and if you know, i ra has been banged up this year, but he's been playing. That's true. Uh, you know, J- again, Jameson Williams, not really coming out. That Khalif Raymond is kind of a flash in the pan guy. He's more, he's better at their returner than he is anything else. I think it just gives you a guy that, that can help, you know, move along the, the young receivers, you know, and, and kind of teach them a little bit. And then if there are, is an injury can sub in and, and is more than capable of being a, you know what I mean? Number three, four receiver. Yeah, well, I don't like this is we talked about
1: teams that have the opportunity to compete, making moves that will help them compete. I don't see that. It, the Lions didn't give up much. So I'm not saying this is a bad trade because if he does play well, this does make their offense better and they didn't give up much. But this isn't a splash or this isn't a move that's going to propel them, to, in my opinion, to be one of the top three or four teams in the NFC. Yeah, it's,
0: this isn't. So, this isn't... This isn't, this is nowhere near the level of the, you know, Chase Young trade, the Kevin Bayard trade. You know what I mean? This is not. Yeah. It
1: just doesn't do it for me from, from like a 49ers or an Eagles perspective, right? Like they didn't compete. They didn't, they didn't do what the teams in the NFC did to make the good teams in the NFC did that to make themselves better. And they just kind of did something and, and here's why I
0: mean, here's, it's not, but let, let's be honest they, they're playing pretty well they, they are I mean, they got they got smacked by the ravens but outside of that they've played very well and here's know, maybe,
1: where i don't like this trade this is the the one thing i don't like and you touched on it but i still think jamison williams is a really talented guy and this potentially potentially takes him off the field some and yeah. he but just
0: again that we there's probably we're not seeing that, what yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I did. I have watched a few other games, and he he's not he's not there yet. You know, he's still got some polishing and learning to do.
1: But Reps helped that, so I don't know. I we'll see what happens. Maybe he goes to the Lions and shows what he showed in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one, and he has a good U uh, west of his year. But I just this is a no. This, this is a nothing to me. Like Donovan's Peoples Jones is going to take the Lions' offense to a place that it wasn't before. Yeah. It's, it's it's a depth move. It's a veteran move. I don't dislike it, but I, I'm not going to sit here and say it was great. Yeah. Yeah. So then... the final one. Uh, this one hurt my heart a little bit, if I'm going to be honest. Um, Bills acquire cornerback Rasul Douglas. Ooh! From the Packers. Love you, bro. Uh, and a 2024 fifth-round pick for a 2024 third-round pick. I'll pass it to you. What did you think of it? Um,
0: well, it's funny because we were talking about him just uh, a day, a day or two before—no, uh, literally a day before—and you had um, talked about how he was, how how great of a leader he was, and how um, after that game, was it after that game or after the next practice? No, nope, it was after, after the game. game. Yeah, he didn't even shower and was just sitting there and talking with people as they came one by one to his locker, you know what I mean? And I thought, when you said that to me, I said, you know what? Because I already, you know, I'm having issues with Jair's play this year. Uh, I mean, I know he's been hurt, but even that is, you know what I mean? It's, I know it's part of the game, but as a fan, it gets old. You know, it's like, damn, dude, you're, supposed, you're our best guy. You're supposed to be out there. And, you know, after seeing him get smoked, you know, by fucking K.J. Osborne and Jordan Addison uh, in that Vikings game, I just thought that the guy that was going to stay for sure was this guy, Russell Douglas. And, um, that didn't end up being true. Um, and, and I, and after reading some things at first, I said, well, you know, fifth round pick and him, and we got a third rounder, um, you know, obviously getting a higher pick when you talk about the fifth round is whatever. Um, I also understand that, um, you know he's he's given up four touchdowns this year, and he's given up a 109 passer rating in coverage. So he hasn't been you know playing the best. Uh, but and that, I you, I feel like that's more attributable to uh, the people that are playing around him and and maybe Joe Barry than it is uh, per se him. But I, you know third round pick is a nice pick to get. The only thing that concerns me about that is that what I sent you um, when we talked about this is. Uh, Brian Gutekind's, uh his, his um, what do you call it, reputation of third-round picks is not good at all.
1: It's terrible. So He
0: has not hit on one.
1: He has not. He has Tucker Craft still, uh, and, and I yeah, guess decided to go. a
0: year, you know.
1: <laughs> but I, I agree with everything you said. Um, <clears throat> here's where I don't uh, – first off, I really like this trade for the Bills. They had one of the worst uh, – they have the 10th-ranked pass defense, but they've really struggled at the cornerback uh, level. So while well, their pass defense they, is playing they, well
0: – They lost um, –
1: Shredavious White in yeah, week their four. Yeah, best corner. But I don't know. Uh, I think this one – so we talked quite a bit on the manager's special about – Needing veterans at certain place, places in, in the lineup, right? Yeah. Wide receiver, tight end. And while we do have veterans in the quarterback room to bring along a Carrington Valentine, to bring in a Corey Valentine, to help uh, Eric Stokes recover from multiple injuries, Jair's not the guy. And I don't mean that in a like super negative way about Jair. He's not the leader in the sense of, the leader we need from a veteran perspective he, he seems like this is going to sound really shitty like i love him as a player and i like his attitude when we're winning but he's not the guy that's going to be there and be the positive uh support or the guy who looks at that glass half full when we when we're struggling right yeah he almost refused to answer questions after the game sunday whereas on the opposite side Sewell douglas is there talking to offensive guys, talking to defensive guys, talking to the media, extremely positive. Hey, we're not playing up to our standard. We have a standard here. We got to do better. Whereas Jair just didn't want anything of it because he was frustrated that they lost. And at the end of the day, it was partly on Jair, right? Yeah. He didn't play well. And that could be personal frustration, but you still need to be the captain or the leader that you're supposed to be. And I remember Last year or two years ago, Jair wasn't voted a captain, remember? Yeah. And he was, like, pissed off about it. And this just goes to show that at the end of the day, you're not the leader the guys need, right? When everything's going great, it's real easy to be a good leader when everything's going well. It is wildly difficult to be a good leader when things are not going your way. And I think Rasul was the guy – I'm going to say the guy in the in the locker room with the exception of Aaron Jones who is still positive and like uh, emotionally upbringing their teammates. So I say all that to say not sure if this was the guy we should have moved. I like what we got in return because really, if you look at it, we went from an undrafted guy to getting a third rounder.
0: Yeah, it we didn't yeah, cost we, a we, shit. We flipped, we flipped the practice squad guy you know what I mean, in, into a third-round pick. Yeah, you add a fifth-round pick there, but, you know yeah, what I
1: mean. I don't, I don't mind that too much, but we're also going to save almost $11 million in cap next year. And uh, that's, ideally, what we're doing is we're setting ourselves up for the future because if Preston doesn't stay and his expiring contract saves so much, if Bach goes, like, we're going to be quite flush with cash come the offseason. It's not, what do you do with it, right?
0: <clears throat> well, and... and- and we, we're also going to have, um, it, correct me if I'm wrong, when you talk about the cap space, when I think about next year, I think about where we need to spend the most money. Uh, obviously, we, we also, in, in between this time, um, Rashawn Gary signed an extension. Right? I love so, Gary, bro. So, so so the the move of Rasul Douglas could be tied into the fact that we just gave Rashawn Gary uh, a big chunk of change, right? So you try to look at places where you can save money, and you know I, I think I definitely think that attributed to why Rasul was traded. Because I, yeah, I yeah, just would have liked to see well. Preston
1: get traded instead.
0: Maybe nobody wanted him, which is that's kind of true. Hard to believe if people it are is. Second and second round picks for Montez Sweat. You would have thought we could get a fourth rounder for Preston or something like but that. But maybe
1: they don't see that as worth it. And, hey, we just talked about the leadership that, you know, Rasul uh, brings. We don't – we don't, we haven't heard it, but I imagine Preston Smith is one of the leaders on that defense, right? So – because he's always been a consummate professional. Yeah. So maybe yeah. he's bringing the Luke Van Ness and those Sean G- – like Gary attributes a lot of his success to Preston Smith and how yeah. – You know, so maybe it was. I would.
0: I would like to believe that for the right price, Preston would have been moved, but maybe just wasn't there.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, we got a third round pick for a practice squad guy. Like, it's not bad. And and we just talked about the other guys getting fleeced for shit when they're not even contenders. We're not a contender. No. And we just we traded somebody that was going to cost us a lot of money next year. If
0: and wasn't playing well.
1: He wasn't playing that great. The secondary wasn't playing great if character Valentine does turn out to be a pretty damn decent player, then we're looking at this now in two years. If that third rounder turns into an offensive lineman that replaces with she Walker, then what, 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 are, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it yeah. was the right move and we can't. And I think here's the hope too
0: is that Stokes comes back and.
1: Of course. I'm not upset at the move. I am upset at the guy we moved, but let me say this. We have taken quite a bit of time at the deli to shit on Goody over the past 18 months in general, right? At the I end of the day, really shit. I, think shit I don't know if we shit shit on him, but, like, we, shit we haven't talked.
0: On a group chat than we do, on, we do on the pod, but.
1: but I'll say we don't talk great about him on the pod. We don't praise him like we do other GMs. Um, here's what I'll say. I'm happy he didn't just sit pat, right? He didn't just sit back and go, well, we have what we have. At the end of the day, he's trying to recoup some of the cap that he fucked up over the course of the last three years with Aaron Rodgers, David Bakhtiari, you could even say Aaron Jones. Um, Some of that dead cap hits now falls off. Aaron, we owe Aaron nothing after this year. If we cut Bach, we save 21 million. If we cut Jones, we save 11 million. Like there's so many. If we cut Preston, we save nine or something. Like, there's so many things that we can now do to recover from the past going all in without going all in. Right. Cause that's yeah. what we did. We went all in, but then did not We like put our foot in the water and we're like, Ooh, we'll go. That's cold. I'm not, I'm not giving up a second round pick for that wide receiver. Why we need it. We need it right now. Right. Like, yeah. so I, I guess I want to take a little bit of time to say, while I don't like the move person as a fan, I do like the move as a, as a fan of the NFL. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to – uh, okay, let me say it this way. I don't like the move as a Packer fan. I love the move if I take my emotion out of it for the player. Yeah. I, I, I do.
0: Well, and I it, think there's something that you touched on that I wanted to, to co-sign is <clears throat> the Bills got a leader, not just – a decent cornerback, or a guy that has produced, a guy that shores up their their secondary, a guy that helps alleviate the loss of their best corner. But they that that corner they lost was also one of the bigger leaders on the defense as well. Uh, and I believe right Matt Milano's hurt too, right? They lost him. He is. He's you the know, leader uh, leader was, in the middle of their team. And he, so a team down two defensive of the, uh, two of their best they're probably their two def- best defensive players, excuse me. They're two best defensive players and they're two defensive leaders and then they're gave up a third round pick but they got a guy who can produce better than the guys that they've been that they've been playing in those in those spots. They also have a rookie that hasn't they thought would catch on quicker that hasn't even seen the field. Uh and you get that but you also get a guy that can be a leader. He can come in the same way he did in Green Bay, off a of fucking practice squad. He came in, and I felt like he was a vocal guy right away, right away. Because he knew he had and, talent,
1: right? Like, it was yeah, like the devondre Campbell. I, and
0: I think that it, Aaron Rodgers liked him for that. Yeah. He came in with confidence. And, yeah, I'm a practice squad player. Because, you know, Aaron has that chip on his shoulder. Like, I, I was at a junior college and didn't have a D1 offer and all this shit. And now look at me like, I think, you know, that's what attracted him. But Douglas will go in there. And he will be a vocal leader on that team that's missing their two biggest leaders on the field, at least. Right. Maybe those guys are on the sidelines or something. I'm not sure uh, on the injuries and the the recoveries. You know, a lot of times those guys don't, you know, they're not there. They don't come, you know, to, to the games. Maybe they come to some practices, but you get a guy that can insert himself. He can play. He's not a bad player. He can play and he'll be (laughs) that vocal leader. I think that, I think that it's worth while I feel like, wow, we got a better end of that deal for what they need, because they are also a championship contending team, right? We've been talking about this. Oh, this was a brilliant
1: move move. from the bills. It's a
0: great move for them. And and the bills, the bills love, love Packer DBs, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you this, this is a no brainer from a Buffalo bills fan. And if there's any bills fans that listen to this, you guys got a real one. Like, Sewell is a dude, man. He is a fucking dude. Like you're gonna love his interviews. You're gonna love what he's gonna bring on Sundays. He's gonna give up plays at times, but he's gonna stick his fucking nose in everything.
0: And the guy he has it all on the field, man. He gives you 110%. He's gonna and he's
1: gonna demand he's gonna demand the other guys around him bring it the same way. And when you don't, you're gonna hear about it. And I love that about him. I'm again, I'm sad that we lost him as a Packer fan, but I'm actually I'm I, I don't usually say this because I want guys to stick with us because we're talented and we're competing, but I am glad that Rasul Douglas gets to go to Buffalo bills and, and show his talent at more of a national slash playoff stage. Because since the day he showed up to green Bay, he has been a consummate professional and, and really what it what epitomizes a green Bay Packer. And I full, I wholeheartedly believe that like if we would have traded and I know you feel this way, You haven't completely said it, but if we would have traded Jair Alexander yesterday for maybe not a third rounder because we do believe, but then you got to take into the contract, et cetera. But if we would have traded Jair yesterday and not Rasul, we would be having somewhat of a different conversation because he's not the leader that Rasul is. He's not the locker room guy that Rasul is. He's not – Rasul isn't as talented. His ceiling isn't as high. But Jair hasn't played to that ceiling since he's gotten his big contract. Yeah. So at the end of the day, Rasul came every day to play. It seems like Jair plays when he wants to, plays when
0: yeah, it benefits I mean, and, him. And, 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 again, the the jawjacking and the fucking yapping. Like, bro, you're yapping and you got burned, man. Like, I, I don't know. He loves playing against Justin Jefferson and balls out and tries to hold him. But then – treat everybody the same way because fucking Jordan Addison was giving you the business. KJ Osborne was giving you the business, you know, and, if, and that's, if that's the, happening to Douglas. I feel like it's not so bad, right? It's kind of like, oh, you know, Douglas is a good player. He's not the great exceptional player that Jair is, but now we're seeing it happen to Jair. And I much would have, I would much rather have seen Jair go than Douglas, but I, you know what I mean? I, I understand the, the business side of that. You know what I mean?
1: Well, in a realistic scenario, we're not getting a third back for Jair. His contract's way too big. Like nobody's taken on that massive contract. Yeah. Uh, and and giving up a third rounder. So at the end of the day, I still well, think hey, Goody hey,
0: the forty ers might have.
1: That's true, but
0: compensatory but, picks like hotcakes.
1: But this is but Jair's is guaranteed, right? Like, there's still guaranteed yeah, yeah. money there. An
0: expiring contract. and yeah. We
1: don't even know if the Bills have the money to bring on a Jair. I don't know their contract situation. I don't know their cap situation well enough to go, oh, they should have traded for Jair instead. Well, I don't know if there's many teams out there other than the Bears that could trade for a $20 million guy, yeah. right? Yeah. So and, the Bears, say-
0: and the Bears didn't move their cornerback, which I thought was stupid.
1: I say all that to say I like Jair as a player when he plays to his potential but at the end of the day, he's not the leader that Rasul is. And I'm. I, we're going to miss Rasul's leadership. We're going to miss Rasul's positive energy. We're going to miss Rasul's fire on the field. But at, at the end of the day, we had to do what was in the best interest of the Green Bay Packers. And we're not a fucking playoff team. So yeah. shed things where you can. Because if we wait till the offseason to do this, we're in the same situation we are today with Aaron. I know yeah. it's not $40 million it's- cap. But it's still an eleven million dollar dead hit, right? Like yeah.
0: it's sad. It, it's a, it's sad because as a fan, you like him. He, you know what I mean. The personality um, is everything that as a Packer fan you want, right? You look for blue collar guy, hardworking guy, you know, just fucking leaving it all on the field, hundred ten percent. But shedding the cap, putting us in a better position next year financially, getting a third rounder for a guy that was on a practice squad that you signed and. You know what I mean? Gave him a, a a decent contract. It's not a. It's not. It's a great move. You know what I mean? We just gotta hope that fucking Goody can hit on the third round finally, because then, or at least, hey man, fucking package that pick and move up, because dude, you suck in the third round. You know what I mean? So like. Yeah,
1: so uh, I want to say two last things on this. Again, I I'm not so much. I'm more upset that we didn't do what we needed to do as an organization. And we're almost forced into trading a guy that meant so much to the locker room. Right. If we were four and two right now, four and three, five and two, you don't trade Rasul Douglas. You trade for somebody and you give up a second or third round pick. Right. Because you're contending and you've goody has proven that the picks he chose in the past have panned out. Right. Unfortunately, we are in the position we're in because of our front office, bad contracts, You can go back to the Aaron Rodgers contract. I get it. But you wouldn't have felt like you were forced to give the man a three-year, $150 million extension if you didn't draft Jordan Love. Um, So it's just – it compounds, right? Like there was bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. And now it's all resulting in us having to – and I get it. Russell Douglas isn't isn't a fucking all-pro once-in-a-lifetime guy. But it just goes to show where – we're at right now when you trade one of the leaders of your team in order for a third round pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. To me, his well, value. Let me,
0: let me, but let me, let me say, let me say this. Yeah. These guys like him can be once in a lifetime guys too. Uh, yes. Yeah. When you, when you think about Super Bowl teams, think about 2010 when the Packers won, they're not all the, the guys you remember. They're not all, all pros. No. You know that guy, like man, we got that guy. That guy was good for one year, but he helped us get over. He had that one big play.
1: Yeah, I mean he you're could not be wrong.
0: That guy for the Bills, that could happen with. Yeah, no,
1: I, it, I'm know? saying this more from a Packer fan perspective. Like we did this to ourselves as an organization. We were for we were pretty much forced this year because of our record into giving up somebody that means more to the organization, in my opinion, than a third round pick, right? His all around what Rasul brings to the locker room to me is worth more than a third round pick, but you can't trade for that, right? Like that's not what you trade for. You trade for the product on the field. And at the end of the day, I don't like the trade because of what it does to our team. Like it just, it does. Yeah. Today, this doesn't make us a better team. What I do like about the trade is that tomorrow, if we use this shit smartly, it does make us a better team, right? Yeah. And, 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 and well, use, and I think, yeah.
0: too, the, the, the one thing that I forgot to mention when I was talking about the cap, you know, and how the, the Rashawn Gary extension maybe played into this, we have some positions that we're going to need to use and fill in free agency, I, I, at least if we want to be competitive. Well, if we don't I want mean, to be I dog guess, shit again, yeah, we're going to have yeah, to. I guess looking at this year, maybe – they decided to rebuild or not i don't know but one of those positions i can think of is safety yeah right you can use that money and shore up the safety or uh the offensive line you can go out and sign somebody but we definitely or we might need to sign a running back next year
1: yeah you're not wrong in any of that but i would have loved to see i mean i would have if you would have told me the theoretical trade was to trade rasul douglas for a third rounder and then we're gonna go get a safety my response would have been, like, have you tried Rasul at safety? Right? Like, <laughs> no, I mean, isn't that a viable yeah. question? Like, the guy was a practice squad cornerback. How could he be at safety? The guy's a ball hawk. He might be a great safety. You don't know. Like, we don't know. We. How long did we fucking play Demarius Randall in the wrong position? Yeah. Three years. We played him at, corner, at cornerback, and he goes to the Browns as a safety and, and stands out for the first eight games before he suffered – I think a career ending injury, but we played him like, did we not have that discussion five years, six years ago? Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. What the fuck happened to Demarius Randall? The guy left and went to the Browns and he's an all pros. He's playing like an all pro safety. So I agree with you. I'd rather have a Sewell Douglas. If he is a good safety in the locker room, than trying a guy, but it, it just makes me, makes me wonder like, what are we doing from a coaching perspective to make, to put ourselves in the best possible win now scenario, and I don't think what we've done at safety is it. Like, yeah,
0: so that's what I'm saying. That money might come into play and help us out because we might need, you know, what I mean, to plug to plug that position. Because I mean that we need, we don't just need one safety.
1: No, we, we need two, need
0: two or three.
1: We don't need <laughs> one <laughs> offensive lineman. We potentially need two because Rashid Waku definitely isn't the guy, and then not John Munyon Jr. The other bum he's a you know like he's not a bum i'm sorry that's mean um but he's not playing like the like the guard we need yeah so at the end of the day like we're a team that just has a lot of holes to fill and this is just one of the steps to filling them but i think the biggest takeaway is his third rounds are bad so like yeah that's
0: the thing that's concerning because having a third round pick is a luxury and it's a we have not hit on it yet. Do you have a list of the top picks? I had it.
1: You sent it to me. Um but it I mean in the in the end it's bad. Like I don't even we, I don't think we even need to say it cuz it,
0: it – Well, let's see. I mean, you got Sean Ryan, the offensive lineman. He was picked what? Not last not this past draft of draft before. I don't think he's seen he, He's out of the league. Seen him?
1: I think he's, he's out not of the not league. On the team? I think he's out of the league. I think we cut him this year. Did we? I think I so. On
0: the
1: team still. I gotta find what you sent. You sent it to me. I don't know where you sent it to me now. Um, maybe it's in our chat. Let me give me one second.
0: But you know, so like that again, it's concerning because
1: nope, I can't find other, it. I don't know where you sent that shit.
0: Any any other team is is third round is good for them, right? They they have better chances. They've they've done made smarter moves, and and we have not. But um. You know, I just I hope that we can turn that into um, something of value. You know what I mean? Because you should be finding value in the third round.
1: Of course, yes, of course, and we haven't found one. So, like,
0: here we I, go. I got a list. But go ahead. You you say it. Well, I'll, you, I'll, I'll go. You usually,
1: go down the list. Uh, yeah, go down the list, and that I wanted to make my last kind of uh, I guess comment on this and.
0: Okay, so since becoming the, the GM in twenty eighteen, he's had six players in the third round. Oren Burks, linebacker, who's playing pretty well with San Francisco now. Uh, tight end Jay Sternberger,
1: uh, out of the league.
0: Who, who yeah, uh, ended up uh, being the best tight end in what football league is that? The
1: XFL. Who knows?
0: No, not even. I, I think I, I think it was another league, and he went to the X. I don't know. Uh, Josiah DeGuara, trash. Um, who has uh, not been good. Uh, receiver Amari Rogers,
1: out of the league.
0: Uh, guard Sean Ryan, who out, of out of the league. He's out of the league, bro. Has not seen an offensive snap.
1: I've never seen an offensive snap, and I'm pretty sure he's out of the league. If he's not, he's literally never played.
0: Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't played. And then um, Tucker Kraft is the one from this past year, but
1: all um, misses.
0: So, I mean, you know, I, I think you give Tucker some time, but uh, it doesn't, you know what I mean? It doesn't seem like, um, you know, nah, this, this says he's on the team, bro.
1: Okay, well, he uh, ain't strong, shit, then. He ain't shit because our guards ain't no good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the way our offensive line is looked, if he's not getting rips.
1: Either way, at the end of the day, it's a move that <clears throat> I guess theoretically needs to be made. And it's better than standing pat and just dealing with what you have. But I think there's other guys on the team. I would have probably liked to see. Now, I, I, honestly, I, I like our team. We just aren't playing up to, I believe our talent level. And at the end of the day, you have to do something. I don't know if trading your best leader on the defense, or one of your best leaders on the defensive side of the ball is it, but, it happened. We're going to deal with it. We're going to live with it. Um, my last question for you is I saw a story yesterday or uh, maybe a, it was some media guy said the Packers trade for a third round pick for Rasul Douglas indicates they are going to f- shoot for the number one pick. Do you believe that? No. So now we got one first, two seconds, and two, two thirds. thirds.
0: And we'll probably receive, uh, it says, from what I read, we'll probably receive a fourth-round compensatory pick for Alan Lazard. Uh, So that would give us two fourth-rounders. And then two sixth-round compensatory picks. So that would give us, what, three sixth-rounders? Which, I mean, usually you don't really, that doesn't help you move to the number one pick. But uh, just throwing that out there, that we would have three sixth-round picks. So you're saying No. I don't think so, man. I mean, I guess, okay, so let me, let's, let's. Obviously, you saw the the interview with Cooks today, right? About not really being committed to Jordan Love. Like, he, he I didn't listen to it. I did, did you by chance, or did you read about it? Which one? Where uh, Goody was, they, they said he was no, uh, I, very non committal to Jordan Love and being the supporter of that.
1: I just, I take. I take nothing from that, if I'm being okay. honest. Okay. But I, I saw I, the – I didn't see the – I didn't watch the interview. So
0: okay. sometimes neither. you so – can, I can't, and I wish – now I kind of wish I did. And, that, I and
1: that's I was... why I don't think the co- – like the comment to me is probably – I'm going to make an assumption. It's probably taken somewhat out of context. But also his body language says a lot because mm-hmm. Goody is somebody that speaks with his body language more than with his words because – all that Aaron Rodgers shit, you could tell by his body language. And this is pre-trade, pre, uh, right? Yeah. This is like the two years we kept him and he won MVP. Every time they brought up Aaron, it was like, oh, you fucking asking me this again. You know what I mean? And yeah. he would just answer the question with some bullshit to, to, to make it stop. So I wouldn't be surprised if this answer about being non-committed to Jordan Love was one of those like, why the fuck are you
0: asking me this? He's a starting well, quarterback. The, the, the one quote said <clears> – <throat> it did say uh, these next 10 games are going to be very important.
1: Yeah, you got to um, say that anyways. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah.
1: Like you're the GM, what are you going to say? I'm yeah, you thinking, can play I'm like said, shit.
0: The, the reason I bring this up is because yeah. of what you asked. So like I, I know. I'm, if, if, I'm... if if you're reading into that, then I could say there's definitely a possibility. But if if that's not if that's not really a true indicator, then I say absolutely not cuz you you don't trade up for the first pick. Unless you, unless you want a quarterback, right? I mean, Agreed. who's coming? Who's coming out? I mean, I very well could see Marvin Harrison uh, Jr. be the number one pick, depending who has that pick, right? I mean, if, yeah. if But uh, it, okay, to me, the picks, the obtaining that third round pick, the you know, what I mean, the the fact that we have two seconds, two thirds, more than likely two fourth round picks. That doesn't mean anything to me in terms of indicating that we want the number one pick, because I think uh, nope, that we're fucking either. two and five. We might get the number one pick. I was just, I was
1: literally just going to say,
0: as it to stands me, this right now, we have a chance at to the number get one pick. the number one pick. We don't yep, need and- to, we wouldn't need to trade up. We don't need to gain draft capital. We're just going to be shitty for the rest of the year. The Panthers won one game, right? And I know that yeah. pick goes to Chicago, but so if they're if they're not the worst team, so you, you have them with one win. We have two, right? Chicago has two wins, I think. Yeah, some other shitty teams out there. I mean, it,
1: when it comes down to it, you hit the nail on the head and that was going to be like my final <laughs> rhetoric is like, we may not have to trade for shit because we might have the number one pick. And at the end of the day, like, that's then on Goody to make a decision. Like if you truly are done with Jordan Love, you take Caleb Williams. If you're going to roll the dice with the guy you drafted when you had a fucking four-time MVP at the time, a two-time MVP, it, it, that that just goes to – I mean we're going to have this decision come April, right? Like this is going to be – no matter what pick we have because if it's not the number one pick, if we have a top five pick – we're still going to be on the board for a quarterback because we played that poorly, which means people say Jordan Love's not it, right? Yeah. But are you willing as a GM to let bygones be bygones and move on from the guy that ran your four-time MVP out of the league or out of the out of the state, or are you going to double down and try to get him some fucking help like what we talked about? Are you going to go yep. get some free agents, veterans, that can help him grow, or are you going to fucking go get an offensive tackle? I at think number? it's too –
0: it's way too early. Oh, for sure. I'm just it's saying way we're going No, yeah, I know. But, it's like, I just think that it's way too early for that. <clears throat> and, and, if anything, I don't even see us needing to take an offensive player if we get a top five pick unless it's Marvin Harrison Jr. because I don't know if you pass up on that potential regardless of who we got. Reed, Watson, Dobbs. You know what I mean? Wicks, I, I don't think you don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? You look at that I, guy and say, this is a no-brainer guy that we have to take. But Batiari's gonna be gone most likely. We don't look like we have somebody that's really ready to to fill in. Tom is good, but Tom might have to play center because fucking Myers sucks. Myers
1: is playing the best year of his career, though. I mean, I know what Myers, we don't like him, but at the end of the day, like, the numbers speak for themselves, and he has played well this year. He just makes stupid-ass Plays sometimes.
0: Yeah. I think, though, when you say that has to be taken lightly because people say, oh, he's playing the best that he's had. No, you're career. right because his career sucks. He could be played dog shit his whole career and have one good well, year. You know what I mean? He has right? played
1: dog shit his whole career. Yeah.
0: So, like, um, I, I'm like, I take that with, you know. Here's,
1: I know it's super early, but if I, it's super early, but my take on it, because you just said it, we have so many holes where we just need guys to come in and fill and play up to the standard. I want to trade that pick, right? Yeah. Like, I don't want a quarterback. I don't want – unless it's a Marvin Harrison. But even then, that second dude in Ohio State who's injured right now, Ekbuka Ek, – I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ekbuka or something? That motherfucker is talented, bro, right? Like, there are guys that – this draft is deeper from, from right now on in, – in November of 2023, the 2024 draft is deeper than the last couple, in my opinion – of the like top twenty guys, and if you can trade back and get multiple guys that are going to help the roster and in, in in the first eighteen months of their career, as opposed to waiting three years, then that's what you got to do. Caleb Williams isn't changing this franchise, like in my opinion. I just don't think he's the guy, but that's that's for another day. Obviously, I just think yeah. this trade coming back to the the topic of the day in general was I think one of the better trades of the day for both teams but at at the end of the day in my opinion the 49ers won the day like I don't yeah yeah it's either the 49ers or the Eagles because you're getting an all-pro safety or you're getting an all-pro defensive end and you're not really giving up much and I kind of give it to the 49ers because all they did was give up a they all they did was decide to take a one year rental, <laughs> like yeah. And when I say rental, you're literally getting back what you gave up the next year because you, of the guy you get you got. Like you're gonna own a compensatory pick for the guy you traded a compensatory pick for. That is fucking asinine to me, but yeah. it's still legal and they did it and it makes sense and they're gonna be better on Sunday if he plays obviously, but or you know this year because of it, and that that's my winner. What what do you think?
0: I mean, I definitely think uh, on paper, the 49ers, the 49ers won because, one, they got Chase Young. Uh, their defense, their defensive line, while maybe it's not as dominant as it has been, it's still pretty fucking dominant. And the amount of pressure they're going to be able to generate with those guys is going to be crazy. Um, I think it helps alleviate the, the hole that they have in the secondary um and so I and <clears throat> giving up a third round compensatory pick when you got three on the way, um uh, you know what I mean so you still have two and I, you know what I mean, I just think that that they the deal they made was the biggest no-brainer deal that you could make um I'm kind of curious why they didn't make a move for corner because they are weak at the corner position, but i th- I think that the the strategy was, just fucking pressure the f- shit out of everybody. And those, you, you know what I mean? Those guys can hold up in, in those situations. And so, that's
1: it, right? A good pass rush covers up the poor secondary. And, and yeah. at the end of the day, the best player it, on the market. And vice a,
0: versa doesn't help, right? Having no? the best secondary doesn't help when you get no pressure because no, no matter how great of a corner you are, nobody can cover for fucking six, seven, eight seconds. You know what I mean? By that time, people are breaking out of their route, and they're just all over the place. And yep. there's no rhyme or reason to, to coverage at that yep. point, you know? So There's no technique I, I the involved. 49ers, I think the 49ers definitely um, made the biggest, the, the best deal uh, out of all the deals that were made. Um, the Eagles, I feel like the Eagles were, were second, um, you know, in, in that aspect. And then for, would you put the Packers at third? Would you say that they made the third best move? Uh-huh.
1: Uh, I think overall the trade, it's the third best move because I think it was good for both sides, whereas the first two I think were very heavily favored on the one side, right? Because I do think the Titans didn't get as much as they should have, and I don't think the Commanders definitely didn't get as much as they should have a third-round pick for that. Yeah, I I would say that the Packers trade in general has to be the best third best trade out there because both teams got something that – I think they – they both got something good out of it for what the team needed. And personally, the worst trade of the day was the, the fucking uh, Montez Sweat trade for me. Like, I just don't – I don't yeah. see it. I don't see it. I don't see him being a second-round pick. It has very Chase Claypool fucking vibes around it. And it's like, dude, you brought in a rental for a second-round pick. And, and at the moment, that's like the number 33 pick. Like, yeah. what the fuck?
0: That's, yeah, a, first, I, I that's a
1: that's that's an extended that, that first one, rounder.
0: I think that that is the most the most mind boggling one. And if you're gonna do it, then you should have went for Chase Young. But I don't know. I just it's it's very it's very Chicago Bears. Yeah, that, right. It's
1: like, exactly what it is like.
0: Very Chicago Bears. But you know, I mean, I guess. One thing I did want to bring up before we wrap up, I know this is not really related to the trade deadline um, well, I guess I one I, I do have some something you could say is there any team that didn't make a trade that you would have thought have would have made a trade ah, the, made a trade
1: the chiefs. They've been Whoa. so inconsistent. I, I don't even, I don't watch enough of them, but just yeah. watching the, I guess, I, I'm, a, I'm more of a box score watcher than a game watcher with the kids and shit, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like,
1: I don't get to catch as many games. I listen to more games now than I watch because Lex has got to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or some shit. Because right now, I guess he's Raphael. If you don't call him <laughs> Raphael, you better watch out. You're getting punched. Um but the, the the long part of that is like I will listen to games, but then I just select a game, you know, and I'll kind of listen to it and just not pay. Yeah. My my point is I'm not watching games like I used to, which is I don't mind because I don't I don't really miss it that much. But box score watching, the Chiefs have been madly inconsistent, right?
0: Yeah. Um, I, and so I and I, I, want I don't to co-sign that because I think they could use uh, a receiver.
1: Okay, I could see that. Um, they, I mean? They've Had, really MVP. never recovered from trading uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill.
0: No. R- Rasheed Rice is a rookie. He's been playing decent. but,
1: but That's that fast dude, right? He's yeah. Mad Mahomes, fast.
0: Mahomes spreads the ball a lot, you know, but he also has been going to Kelsey a lot. And I think having maybe an, a, a more established receiver could help because MVS has been inconsistent. Um, S- Sky Moore has been inconsistent for them. They, they did try to get Nicole Hardman back, but obviously – I don't think that, that he's – I think he was just kind of a, a a flash in the pan. I mean, he couldn't even catch on playing with the Jets at all. You know what I mean? Which, I mean, I think I saw Cobb on the field b- before him, and that to me is an issue. If you're not getting on the field before Randall Cobb at this point in his career, um, you know what I mean? That That's is kind of telling. So I could co-sign that. I, I, I don't think of – I was trying to think of a team, but I, I don't think – I don't think there was any any surprises where I was like, "Wow, that, they didn't make a team." Maybe Dallas to 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 keep up with the Eagles, but because uh, I think they could have used some secondary help. You know, I think that ship lost, sailed. They lost. If I'm gonna teams. be honest.
1: Like I think that ship sailed. Like I think Dallas was one of those teams that I know they played well Sunday. Obviously, again, just kind of watching box scores, but like I'm I'm Excuse just you, at Lamb, the point. He's I'm at the point where I don't think Dallas is that talented anymore. Like, I, I, they can put together, like, flashes of good games. But at the end of the day, I don't think they can compete with the Eagles, the Niners, maybe even not even the Lions for four quarters uh, in, like, a playoff setting. So, I'm not sure a, a, a move unless it was extremely splash, like maybe a Montez Sweat or a – I think corner, change. though.
0: The corner – I think corner – even, like, if, if they would have traded for Russell Douglas – I think that would have been a good move. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 Uh, yeah. And again, I still think the Bills...
0: He lost Diggs very early, and he's out for the year.
1: And and I think the Bills move just makes a lot of sense for both organizations. And really, the Bills, in my opinion, you could argue the Bills won that trade because of all the intangibles that Rasul brings, but... Yeah, I, I'll co-sign the Cowboys because that was going to be my immediate answer. And then I thought a little more, and I, I was like, oh, wait, the Chiefs, just because of their inconsistency. But at the end of the day, like, I think there were multiple teams, like you just said, and I think the sleeper trade that no one's going to talk about because it's a guard is the Jaguars.
0: Yeah, like, you won't me, hear that's... anything about it because you don't really hear about offensive linemen. But...
1: but if their team starts putting up 25, 30 points a game because... Trevor Lawrence has time in the pocket because their guard was so bad, 46%, like, dude was tr- so bad. Yeah. Like, Ezra Cleveland just needs to come in and not be bad. Like, you can even – you can just be average.
0: Yeah. And He's, he's, he's got to get healthy because he is recovering from a foot injury. But, um, yeah, I, I agree.
1: Thanks I just think that. that could be the it sleeper does... trade of the day because yeah. their offense is really not far from being really good.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. It's It's um, given it's, Trevor
0: it's, Lawrence – the time oh. that he needs. That... Um last question. Yeah. Is there anybody that you thought should have been traded that wasn't traded?
1: I mean, yeah, there's the the Packers. You know, like I really thought Preston Smith was gonna move, especially when I started seeing defensive ends move. I kind of thought we were gonna see a run on kinda older defensive guys who on a contending team, move to a contending team. Like I'd even yeah. argue that the Cowboys would have benefited from a uh, Preston Smith to, to help out Micah Parsons. But like, I can't think of any off the top, like just off the top of my head. Um, I was a little, I wasn't surprised the Vikings went after a quarterback because they kind of had to, but I was surprised they didn't try to sell some because I feel like they have a lot of talent in places that like Daniel Hunter, yeah. Not sure if Daniel Hunter is the guy on the Vikings anymore. Looking long term, um, especially with what we talked about defense defensive ends, but off the top of my head, the only ones that stand out are really Preston Smith and Daniel Hunter. But that's oh. mainly because I know the you know the NFC North so yeah. well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the guy, and I, the reason I want to bring this up is because of everything that transpired. Um, since then, the guy I thought I would see get traded was Devonte Adams. Uh, oh yeah, you're you're right. That I that I, I wanted to see get traded just because I feel like he's getting they're wasting his talent there. But I wanted I bring it up because since he had a meeting with the front office, uh, they have fired the coach, they have fired the GM, and I also believe they fired the offensive coordinator. Did. And they've benched uh, Jimmy Garoppolo for the rookie um, Aiden, Aiden uh, O'Connell. Is that his name from Purdue? He was the quarterback of Purdue. He's a rookie. Um, and I think that, that those things are tied together. I think that the reason why we didn't see Devontae Adams get traded is because the owner said, no, man, we fucking want you here. So what we'll do is we'll do the things that are making you unhappy.
1: Yeah, and, end
0: of those things.
1: And we talked about this pretty briefly in the group chat. And I say pretty briefly, but it probably was more than pretty brief. Like it was like a one word, it, it wasn't much, but I agree with you. I, it wasn't, he didn't come to mind when you asked me, but now that you said it, like, yeah, I'm extremely surprised. But because of the other things you said, it makes sense why he wasn't moved because all of these moves feel very. Star player esque, right? Like, I'm not yeah. going to say Devonte walked in there and said, "You need to fire this guy, this guy, this guy. Bench this guy." He said, "This shit isn't working," and you need to make a change, right? Like, he didn't. I don't think Devontae's is the type of guy who walks into a front office and says, "You have to fire the head coach and you got to bench the starting quarterback." He's the no, guy he's
0: who's like his But point. you,
1: yeah, but you got to, you got to say. He just said something to the extent of what. Is in place isn't working, so you need to make a change somewhere or let me go cook somewhere. And at the end of the day, they chose Devante. It, it does. We don't know this, right? This isn't factual, but it, at the end of the day, it appears as though they chose Devante over their coaching staff and Jamie Go which is
0: what they should. Which
1: one hundred percent? He's a he is he literally is a franchise uh, one of a kind talent.
0: Yeah, and and uh, one of the things that that kind of mind-boggled me about about that that coaching staff is um, not not this past week but the week before uh, Garoppolo was hurt and they decided to start Brian Hoyer uh, over Aiden O'Connell the rookie who had I believe started or played in the another game that Garoppolo got hurt in um, and I mean he's kind of a gunslinger guy obviously he's you know what I mean? He's not one of the rookies, uh, quarterbacks that, that people were talking about. You know, Bryce Young, Stroud, Richardson, Levis. Um, and and I'm, I think I'm missing another guy. But, um, you know what I mean? He, he, To me, it just didn't make sense to throw Brian Hoyer's old ass out there when you could throw in a gunslinger who's going to at least fucking chuck the ball and try to make a play and – I mean, let's be honest, I feel like Devontae is kind of used to – not that Rodgers was a huge gunslinger, you know what I mean? But he but, went
1: down the field.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and Garoppolo I, just can't – Garoppolo can't uh, do that. He doesn't have – Garoppolo is the your, the epitome of a game manager, I think. You know, the dink and dunk, he could probably have been the quarterback on the Wisconsin Badgers, but um, I just think that I, I, I question those moves. And I, one, what, what, uh, what the fuck is the coach's name? Uh, I always, I always want to call him uh, Josh, Josh Childress, but it's not that, but well, Josh McDaniels. There you uh, go. I was, uh, I was letting sucks, you work it bro. out. Sucks. You know, I, I don't even know how this guy I, got a second chance. I,
1: I want to say this before we go. And if anyone out here is, hasn't seen it, go, <laughs> go look for the video of Devante Adams on the sidelines on Sunday. Or Monday, right? Monday? Did they play Monday?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was towards the end. And it, it he literally goes him on that wide open pass. He
1: goes, Did you see what he said? I can't fucking believe this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't fucking stand this shit. And then he throws his iPad. And it just goes back to everything you said. Like, he is a emotional guy. He always has been. He was as a young player. He was when he was a fucking or when he was a star for the Packers. But it was when He's only emotional when he knows he can make a difference. He wasn't he wasn't de- like demonstrative, if that's the word, when he was making. What am I? I'm trying to say he's not the typical wide receiver that just pouts, right? When we, we were winning and he wasn't super involved, but he was still part of the offensive scheme. You didn't hear nothing, right? It was yeah. we're losing, and you're not involving me,
0: and I'm open. You know, Win, what I mean? like just winning. Winning changes everything right? it does but when you lose way different when you're winning than when you're losing but <laughs> it's about how you're losing right exactly and like i, I okay because i watched the game and i saw him i saw that like live that reaction and i was even like whoa look how fucking pissed he is but garoppolo did i mean it was to me it was an easy pass like I, I'm, I'm not a nfl quarterback i'm not a quarterback at all but I would like to think the amount of spacing that he had and the fact that he was literally kind of just standing there and Garoppolo overthrows him by, like, three or four yards. Uh, and, I, you know what I mean? That would have been a first down for them would have continued to drive because they had a chance to win the game. If they go down and score on that drive, I believe they tie the game, um, if I'm not mistaken. And that that's frustrating. It's frustrating when you're a guy of Devontae Adams' caliber you're not getting the ball, but nobody else is getting the ball either. It's not like, you know, Jacoby Myers is having 150 yards receiving because they're clamping down Adams. It's nobody's getting off because the fucking offense is, is anemic. You know what I mean? Are you you have Josh Jacobs who last year was the best running back, statistically the best running back in the NFL. I know this for a fact because I had him in fantasy, and you, your offense looks like this.
1: Yeah, and that's and you the lost thing. Darren it's... Waller. You didn't, you didn't lose that much, yeah.
0: You didn't because he's not doing anything. He's fucking hurt again. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you. I don't know. I just think something's got to give. And I, 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 commend the owner for picking Adams over the coach and GM. I'm, I'm happy because I feel like one, he catered to a player because, and I think that when you get to that status, you deserve that. And two. You knew when to cut ties at the right time. You didn't need to wait another season to know that McDaniels is not your guy. You know he's not your guy. You, I knew last year he wasn't your guy, but you know what I mean? Cut yeah. the fucking ties now. Now we go out there. Hey, guys, just go out there and play ball. It looks like the guy that the the interim coach, um, um, Antonio Pierce, I believe he was an NFL linebacker, uh, um, they look like they're ready to go. He looks like he's ready to coach. He's got a, a guy that's going to be the offensive coordinator stepping up in that role because they fired the offensive coordinator. They're yep. benching. They already benched Garoppolo. They came out and said it right away. They're committed to trying to fucking make something work.
1: Yep, I and agree.
0: And... I, so I applaud him, and that's why I wanted to bring up because I, I thought if this doesn't happen, I think it's the biggest travesty of the trade deadline that Adams didn't go somewhere.
1: Yep, and, and that's the thing. You're giving your organization another shot with a franchise talent, and that's what you have to do, and we fucked that up, right? We chose Aaron over Devontae, and I think we're still feeling the repercussions of that because in hindsight, it's hindsight's 2020, I'm not going to sit here and act like I wasn't happy about the Aaron Rodgers extension because I was. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you chose your quarterback who you also – chose his replacement and you knew you had a plan at some point that you were probably going to move on from Aaron, whether you were committed to it or it was just a thought and you disgruntled our wide receiver enough to where you didn't give him an option to really even stay because the franchise was in so much turmoil. So I know it's hindsight's 2020 and we got a pretty good haul for Aaron, but we also lost
0: Yeah,
1: And Devontae Adams on this team right now, I get it. We wouldn't have a Christian Watson, but Christian isn't no fucking Devante. So if you had Devante and Romeo Dobbs out there with a Jaden Reed, we're a much different offense. And we're not talking about the veteran presence that we so, so critically need. So I I, I appreciate you bringing that up because we didn't talk about you bringing that up. Um, So this is definitely off the cuff, but you bring up so many good points about very rarely do you see an organization turn and choose their best player that's not a quarterback over their organization, and that's what they did.
0: Yeah, it sounds like uh, – you had cut out, bro. What were you saying? No, it sounds like you cut out again. My Future. Brother. Yeah. Um I'm just going to say, cause you're cutting out. So I'm going to end this episode, bro. Um, there, am I back? Can you? Yeah. 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 You cut out last, kinda nasty, last, so I wasn't
1: sure. last thing I was saying is just like, hopefully it's the, it's the right move from the organization. That's all I said. Yeah. Long story yeah. short, but let's wrap this but, up. Uh, cause obviously my connection is something, something's going on.
0: Yeah. It was, it, it didn't sound like the normal when you're, when your connection is bad. It sounded like maybe your headphones died or something like that. Uh, real quick. Rest in peace, Uh, Bobby Knight, legendary college coach, passed away today. Um, Also, Boston hung 155 points on the Pacers. I saw that. And won by 51. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't think I've ever seen that. But um, as always, bro. As always. Great episode. Great time talking with you.
1: Until next time. Peace. Peace.